0: Coming up.
1: There is a lot of frustration, though, in the community. Why didn't you record the witness saying something? Or the witness is going to forget details if this happened over 10 years ago.
0: For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. 12 years ago, a man named Paul Lujan was arrested in connection to a murder in Ector County, Texas. But his case never went to trial, and on May 11th, he was released from jail.
2: A murder suspect in Ector County walked out of jail a free man last week. His case dismissed. So what happened?
0: Joining to take us through this case is Sammy Steele, a reporter with KWES News West 9 in Odessa, Texas. Sammy, this is a case that takes us back to 2009. So let's start there. What is it that happens at Brewski's Bar in Ector County, Texas?
1: So according to court documents, there, uh, Luhan stabbed his victim, and a witness saw the entire counter hap- encounter happen, it happened late at night. Um, that bar is no longer around, but that was the key witness in this whole thing, who saw Lujan apparently stab his victim, and uh, from there, after the investigation continued, that's when prosecutors felt like they had enough evidence strictly off of that witness um, statement to arrest him.
0: And I know there's a lot that we still don't know about this case, but do we know anything about the victim, the person who was stabbed at this bar?
1: No, we, we don't. That victim's family, according to law enforcement officers, is really, really frustrated by this entire thing. As you can imagine, they want some closure, they want some justice, and they don't understand... There's some frustration there because they don't understand why Luhan's witness wasn't, you know, recorded maybe prior to passing away or why the trial was just held up for so long.
0: And by the sound of it, it wasn't really a lengthy or a super involved investigation. It sounds like right from the beginning then, investigators felt pretty confident that they had their guy. Is that right?
1: Yeah, from the sound of it.
0: So this all happened back in 2009. Can you give a little bit of a timeline as to when Lujan is arrested and and where the case goes from there?
1: So I actually don't know when exactly he was arrested Right after that case in 2009, I do know that he was in federal custody for, before he was arrested by local law enforcement for this particular case. Apparently, there is some confusion there with federal custody because once they released him from federal custody, authorities, local authorities in Odessa, Went to go pick up Lujan because he was not supposed to be released from federal custody because of this charge. And so that's why it says he was apprehended. If you look through court documents, and that we do have of their arrest of his arrest, that's why he was arrested back in 2016 because he was released from federal custody. And then once he was arrested in 2016 for this particular crime, that is why there was there was some time between 2009 and now. That's where those years went. It's a little tricky. It's just such a unique case in the fact that there's. it's just weird timing on things.
0: And of course, we should mention that Lujan is considered innocent until proven guilty in the eyes of the justice system. Right. During this entire time, he's behind bars, but he's behind bars for a long time leading up to earlier this year, right?
1: Yeah, a really long time. And that's due in part because... There was some federal custody there in between, so that's that was the holdup. And then also, you know, last year with COVID-19, that really, really flooded the court system and created such a delay in getting people prosecuted and having people be held in jail longer than maybe they should uh, was common because you couldn't get their trial started and prove their innocence or their guilt fast enough.
0: This is where the case takes a major turn and something happens that apparently does happen every so often, but you don't hear about it too often. What was it that actually happened this year before Luhan could be tried?
1: So his witness passed away. That one key witness that saw Luhan apparently stab his victim passed away from natural causes. And this does happen. It's not very often. But now uh, his defense team and... Um, The county, they felt like they didn't have a good enough case against Lujan without this key witness. They didn't have enough evidence other than this witness putting him there at the scene, witnessing him stab his victim. Without that witness, they didn't feel like they had a case against him. And so they did what they had to do and they released him. Last week, Paul Luhan was released from Ector County Jail. Lujan had been arrested back in 2009 in connection to a murder that happened outside of Bruski's bar. Well, according to court documents, a witness saw Luhan stab his victim. But that key witness has died and the case, it's been dismissed. And the sheriff's office, You know, the actor County Sheriff, he hates that this happens because he is, like you said, it's innocent until proven guilty. But he believes that with that key witness, he would have been found guilty. And then to have someone out on the streets back in society, not in custody, walking as a free man, Knowing the crimes that he potentially committed against his victim, I mean, stabbing him outright outside of a bar, that really, really upsets the sheriff. And it upsets him to know that that victim's family is never going to get the justice and the closure that they deserve. You can imagine how Luhan felt when he heard the news.
2: I'm, I'm certain he was uh, tickled. To death. I mean, you know, I'm sure he was very, very happy because he wasn't going to stand trial for the crime he committed or was accused of committing. And, uh, and now he can go on with his life.
1: Griffith says in certain cases like this one, witness testimony is all prosecution has to work with.
2: I'm sure the prosecution felt that they couldn't win that case without that witness's testimony. So they moved for a motion of dismissal, uh,
0: and, uh, it don't It don't happen that often. Have we heard anything from Lujan himself or from his attorney since this was announced?
1: No, his attorney didn't want to speak on the case, and Lujan won't get back to requests from us via social media.
0: And as I mentioned, you don't hear about this sort of thing happening too often, but it's not unique. There are cases that hinge upon testimony from a key witness, and when cases drag on, of course, over time, the likelihood that a witness might not be around when the trial happens goes up. And I know the Ector County Sheriff has commented on that possibility as it pertains to future cases. What did he have to say about that? Did you ask him at all about, you know, will you will you change the way you investigate this? Will you try to get witness statements recorded? Anything like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a complicated thing when it becomes so much bureaucracy and law and legality that they have to go through from the sheriff's perspective, their job is is done once that detainee or once that suspect is arrested. From there, they really hope that the legal teams for the county and for um, him, for Lujan, get, get going on the trial. I mean, the sheriff doesn't necessarily have a lot of power in that. There is... A lot of frustration, though, in the community. Why didn't you record the witness saying something? Or the witness is going to forget details if this happened over 10 years ago. And the sheriff doesn't really have an answer for that. I think it's a very valid question. But the system kind of seems like it's to blame here. Just the length and how long it would take to, once the crime happens, getting him arrested getting him in custody, getting him uh, an attorney. And
0: so as far as we know, is this the end of the road for this case? Or are investigators potentially trying to reinvestigate this and and who knows, maybe find new witnesses or evidence that they missed or or didn't think they would need 12 years ago?
1: From my understanding, just purely from talking to the sheriff, they're just letting this go. It's just an unfortunate situation. They hate that this has happened.
2: It's sad to me because that family of you know, that deceased person is not going to get the closure they need, uh, or or any kind of satisf- satisfaction out of knowing that the individual uh, responsible it, it don't have to pay for it, and uh, and that's that's not right.
1: But it it's almost too late now to go back and. Try to prosecute him again. And since we haven't heard from his attorneys um, or the victims, you know, attorneys, there's just no sign that this is going to move forward in any way.
0: When you spoke to the sheriff, did he say how often something like this does happen?
1: I mean, it is very, very common, but it's common enough that it happens two to three times a year. And two to three cases, two to three potential victims that and victims' families that aren't getting the justice they deserve, I think, is too many. So there's got to be some way to figure out recording a witness statement from the get-go so that time isn't wasted and this doesn't happen two to three times a year. I asked the sheriff if he was worried that witnesses dying and teams uh, attorneys being so key on witnesses helping their case if he was worried about criminals potentially targeting their witnesses more so than they already do and that was definitely a concern of his but he also is not scared he said there's just too many circumstances that lined up perfectly for this case that it's just not likely that something like this these exact circumstances Will happen again, and for criminals to not bank on their witnesses dying.
2: I wouldn't count on uh, uh, witnesses dying, uh, you know, just so you can get out of of uh, paying for the crime you committed. Um, that doesn't happen very often, um, and uh, the chances of that are, are very slim, really and truly.
0: So, so uh, don't uh, don't depend on that. Just don't commit any crime, and you won't have to worry about it. Sammy Steele with News West 9 in Odessa. Thanks for sharing this story. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to you for joining us on another episode of The Daily Crime. We're here five days a week, Monday through Friday. So you're going to want to make sure you are subscribed to or following the podcast on whatever podcast app you prefer. If that's not enough, we have more. Will and I also host a weekly podcast called True Crime Chronicles that you can find wherever you're listening to this. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reid Redmond.